Welcome to the first ever episode of The Wild Card, a podcast entirely devoted and dedicated to the comedic genius of a series known as It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm Serge, and with me is my good friend and co-host Dan. Dan, how's it going, friend? It's, it's going great. It's going great. Uh, this is uh, our first episode, and uh, I'm stoked to talk about this episode. It's a really fun one. Um, I'm stoked to do this podcast. Uh, me and Serge talk about the show basically every single day. So we decided to just record it <laughs> and let other people hear our dumb conversation. So hopefully uh, people dig it. We're, we're just letting the world get a glimpse of how we are, basically. Yeah. What, what I'm afraid of is the world will reject us. They already have. <laughs> already have. That's why we're doing this, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Long story short, the way this podcast is going to function is Dan and I, the nerds that we are, have an Excel sheet that is listed of all the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. And we basically randomly pick one. And then when we will on that episode, we watch it. And on our podcast, we're going to discuss, we're going to discuss that episode in a little more structured fashion. And we have three categories to cover. Our favorite scene, our favorite character, and our favorite quote. And at the end of each episode, we're going to rank the episodes on 10. Now, our opinions are our opinions. You can obviously have different ones. That doesn't mean we're right, you're wrong. And at the end of the day, we're just doing this out of good humor and fun. We love the show. We're not here to hate on it. Yeah, exactly. We're, you're not going to really hear a lot of uh, insane criticism. <laughs> we, we love the show so much. So uh, you're mostly just going to hear us talking about references and, uh, you know, praising the show's creativity and stuff. So, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be fun. Definitely. So let's kick things off. Today's random episode is episode two of season 11 entitled Frank Falls Out the Window. Original air date was January 13th, 2016. And Dan, I think you know this because you told me you looked into it, but the episode was written by David Hornsby, who is the actor that plays Rickety Cricket. Rickety Cricket, one of my favorite. No, I'm going to say it. Probably my favorite side character has to be. Really? Uh, the deterioration of his, of his being. Oh, my God. There's a great compilation on YouTube that shows every cricket scene uh, from season one to now. And just the downward spiral his life takes is uh, sad, but so funny as a bystander. So, uh, yeah, good for David Hornsby. He's a good The champ. gang just completely destroys him. Absolutely just wrecks his life, you know. But speaking of Frank falls out the window, Dan, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of what happened in the episode? Yeah, yeah. So basic synopsis is uh, Frank is uh, hanging his ass out the window because he's farting too much in the, in the apartment. So Charlie basically tells him he has to uh, hang his ass out the window. He ends up falling out of the window and gets a concussion, which makes him think that it's the year 2006, which coincidentally happens to be the year that he gets introduced to the gang in season two. Um, so the gang uses this as a chance to uh, correct their past and basically rob Frank of all his money and, um, you know, uh, kind of ditch him out of the gang and, you know, move on with their lives. But I, I love, I love that this is the starting episode we're doing for this podcast because this is a great retrospective on kind of where the gang has gotten in 10 years, you know? Uh, I, I think it was really cool to revisit a lot of the old tropes they did and like a lot of the old settings. And um, yeah, I thought this is a, this is a great episode uh, to start with because it does really cover a lot of the gang's insanity <laughs> and uh, 
it just yeah it just covers a lot of really really funny things definitely uh this was actually my first time rewatching this episode since Me the too. initial time that i watched it when i first watched the series it kind of uh, makes you know makes reference of the first time that gang, frank is introduced to the gang in season two and kind of just plays off that initial scenario and what i love is that the gang kind of has a chance, especially Dennis and Dee, to like reinvent themselves and change their lives around. And you kind of, in a low-key way, root for them to, you know, change their lives and, you know, make better for them. But in yeah. a typical Always Sunny fashion, they obviously scheme way too hard and just be there in the same cells. And it's, here we are back at square one at the end. It's hilarious because you, you're right, you do root for them, but... At the back of your mind, you know that these are awful people that shouldn't get anything out of this. Absolutely. But, the, but you're, you're obviously like your bias towards it is uh, like you want them like, oh, man, what if what if Dennis does get to become a veterinarian or D does become to get uh, does become a, a, an actress. Right. Like what if they do achieve their dreams? But really, they shouldn't. They shouldn't at all achieve these. These are terrible people that deserve the worst. But um. The, the absurdity of what uh, the way they go about it is so great. Um, and you, d- you definitely know that they're not going to gain or achieve anything. No. But you still kind of hope for it. But at the end of the day, we all know that, like I said, in always sunny fashion, they're just going to end up having the worst scenario for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this is definitely a, a funny episode. It was funnier than I remember. There was a lot of scenes that I actually didn't remember. Yeah, no, I, so, I'm the same way. It was uh, it was pretty cool watching it again. I, I definitely laughed. I don't I wouldn't consider it a standout episode or one of the best ones they've definitely done. And it's not one that I would recommend somebody to watch as their first Always Sunny episode. But it definitely has its moments, and I'm definitely excited to get into it. And speaking of that, let's dive right into it. Dan, yeah. why don't you tell me what your favorite scene was? So this is this is gonna be biased because. Um, right off the bat, my favorite character is Dennis. So, uh, the scene... Favorite character of the episode. Oh, no, no, of the show, of the show. Of the show, okay. Dennis and Dee at Gugino's when they're recreating the meeting with Frank that they had in 2006, where, uh, yeah, Frank is basically saying, like, he has, like, the the flashbacks of, like, have we been here before? And then he has, like, the Fresh Fish Daily flashback. (laughs) Um, and then you know D obviously tries to swindle Frank and say that uh, oh there's like a we, you know we, you can give your money to charity and uh, help out people in Haiti and he's like there was a disaster in Haiti and the way D scrambles like oh shit uh, uh, that didn't happen just l- let me look at my phone and then phones weren't a really relevant thing in 2006 either like I see smartphones weren't at least um, it's the the Dennis makes that scene, in my opinion, because it's the subtleties about him. It's like the slight look he gives to D when D says she's trying to still trying to become an actress. Uh, it's his, it's his like little bits of anger that are just accumulating throughout the scene. Like at the start of the scene, he's super chill, super fine, and then by the end, you know, he's like laughing hysterically, like he wants to kill D uh, because D gets him into that situation by bringing up the phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was to me that that's that's that was the standout scene. I that thought it's definitely great. It was there, so funny to me. There's the uh, quote where Frank goes, 
I know I've been a lousy dad, but there's only one person to blame for that. Your whore mother. (laughs) (laughs) I love the whore mother. Uh, Yeah, and like my favorite part of that scene is when Frank at the end is like, you don't want to be almost 40 working in that shitty bar. And (laughs) the laugh that they do, like... That fake laugh. The fake laugh. Like, "Ah, of course not. But they obviously are in their late 30s or 40s at this point. I I don't exactly know their ages, um, their characters. Actually, it's funny you mention that because we do find out their ages. Oh, in this episode? So when he says, when, he, when Frank thinks it's 2006, he says that they were about 25, 26. So this being 10 years later, they're actually oh, yeah. in their mid-30s. So they're right. about 35 or 36 now. Oh, okay, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't fully catch on to that. But yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, a favorite scene definitely is that one. I think that one made me laugh the most. Uh, it's the one I, I think about the most. Um, what about yourself? So my favorite scene is the scene where Dennis and Dee think they have a chance at rewriting their history and they sit down to talk and they get real <laughs> with each other. Great scene. It was amazing because you're like, oh, like these people are actually like trying to put some constructive thought into their lives. And it kind of starts off, you think it's going to start off on a bad note, but then they kind of started accepting each other's uh, criticism about each other. Right. So Dennis tells Dee that, She's way too old for acting and she was way too old when she started. And then she kind of gives him this look, but then she goes, Oh no, like, thank you for your honesty. And then they started talking about <laughs> Dennis and how he wanted to become a vet, but th- how D thinks that the only reason is so that he could keep the skins. Yeah. 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 And then it all goes downhill when D mentions that Dennis is going bald. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. And then just like, they start raging at each other and then, they realize that they're stepping out of line and then they go, you know what? We're, we're, we're pushing this way out of boundaries. Like this is to our future. That scene to me is pivotal because as much as the episode kind of revolves around Frank having a concussion, I don't think that like, for me, that's the main story for me. The main story is Dennis and Dee trying to pull their lives back together. That's a great point. And for, you get a slight moment here where you're like, wow, like they're actually going to pull it off. <laughs> and you just like, as we mentioned in the beginning, you kind of root for them, but you know, it's going to end up downhill because obviously they wake up and they drank everything that they had and they smoke crack again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <exactly. laughs> just as they did in season two. Yeah. Tying, tying this in, this scene actually has my favorite quote. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So it was kind of... I know it's a lot all in one, but it was just, this scene was so good to me that it stood out to being the funniest one. And the quote where Dennis goes, there's no reason why a bald man who enjoys skins, who has a little bit of extra something, something around his belly can't be a goddamn vet. And then D says something and he gets mad and he goes, you're a wrinkled bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hilariously, that is also my favorite, favorite quote. Oh my God. (laughs) That, that is, that is, that to me is the best quote of the entire show. Um, I thought it was so funny. I thought to me, it's all delivery. The way the way Dennis, the the way Dennis loses it when he says that is so funny, but I get so angry when he yells, you are a wrinkled bitch. Oh,
Yeah, and another one of the funniest, funniest quotes actually in that same scene was the uh, when Dennis is talking about the skins. <laughs> it's like, there's no denying the skins are fascinating. It's the most fascinating part of the animal. The skin is the most fascinating part of any animal. <laughs> that is so, that really ties into like his, his psychopathic mind. Like this is, I, yeah, I love the show because it just, it drops little hints here and there. It's, it's never like makes it blatant. It just like, how, like Dennis's character is so subtle. Definitely. I, I like that scene a lot too, because you just see how delusional they are and they're just trying to paint this perfect picture of who they are and what they can be. But at the end of the day, they're just, you know, two, you know, mid thirties people who are struggling to get by in their lives, still working at that shitty old bar, just like Frank mentioned. Yeah. Another, another cool thing about this episode is mainly because we just talked about two scenes where it's D and Dennis. I feel like as the show goes on, like this is a season 11 episode, it, the show doesn't play into the Dennis and D sister brother relationship as much as it did in the earlier seasons. And I, I'm not, yeah, sorry, I'm not exactly sure what they could do with it in the later seasons, but it, all, it always just seems like D is just a friend of theirs. And I, I actually sometimes forget that D is actually related to Dennis. So I like that this is like a real tie into that. Like they were, they were like revisiting their childhood a lot. Right. Uh, so this is, I, I thought this is a, a cool element to that, that little thing. Awesome. So since we had the same quote, same favorite quote, I should say, what are, what is your runner up? And I'll say my runner up just so we can, you know, add a little variety <laughs> here. Uh, I would, I would probably say the runner up is when D said, no one in the history of crack has ever woken up in the morning with more crack. Uh, that's a great statement. So true. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious um, that they, they also use that trope again too, because that's what happened to Dean and Dennis in season two. Yep. And that's a flashback that Frank had too, where he's like, kids, you're crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually what makes him remember that. Oh uh, no, it's 2016. Like I just fell out of a window. Speaking of them being on crack, I also love the moment where they're in the hospital filling out paperwork for welfare and they're still high on crack. And Frank calls oh. in the middle of nowhere. And the way Dennis says, Daddy, Oh my God, I thought this. <laughs> I, I was dying I, of I, laughter. That was so fun. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Like top tier crazy Dennis moment. Yeah, because yeah, up on top of his already psychopathic nature, he's like hooked on crack, so he's gonna yeah. do anything to get it. So this phone call is gonna get him closer to that that end result. But yeah, I've I've never heard him talk like that, like a little boy. I thought that was, was so perfect. It was like perfect timing too. Like just the way he jumps in and he, daddy, I was just like, oh my god! Like you could like you could sense like the misery and like him like sensing like this is what i want like come on yep. like, give us the money so you can get more crack absolutely yeah so my um my my runner-up for favorite quote is actually when uh, frank snaps back to reality at the end of the episode and it's the it's the part where mac is trying to get charlie change his life around and find him a new roommate so they're auditioning they're interviewing all these new roommates potential roommate options 
and then there's all these people and then Frank's one of them and then the waitress shows up and then Frank just snaps back to reality and goes, what the hell is everybody doing in my apartment? And then just like this moment of silence, we having a gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I like, also love that, that quote. I love that just because, you know, Frank, because he's suffering the concussion in the episode, doesn't really play the Frank character. Yeah. He's playing, you know, somebody else. But him snapping back and saying we having a gangbang is like pure Frank you, banter. Yeah, you, you know he's back. Yeah. You know, like the Frank that you know from the show is back. Yeah, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that he's not acting like himself in this episode. He's acting like what Frank was before he met the gang and got into all the madness, right? Definitely. That's why I think uh, this episode doesn't really... As much as it, like I said, it it revolves around Frank and his accident, he's not really the shine that's uh, the star that shines in this one, right? Just because he's not really being himself, he's like we said, he's being somebody else. He's being the person that he used to be. He's being, he's not being botched to Frank. He's not being yeah. <laughs> cocaine addicted Frank. He's not being Frank that's part of the gang. He's being Frank before he met the gang, right? So the characters still being as crazy as they are for me stand out more in this episode than Frank actually does. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the key instances I noticed where Frank is not himself is at the start where he goes to the bar and Charlie is like, Oh, Hey Frank. <laughs> and he's like, and who might you and, be? And who might you be? <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivers that is like, what? I've never heard him talk like that at all. Uh, that, that always cracks me up. And, um, I, I know, I know you're not a, you're not a big bloopers guy, but in the season eleven bloopers, that scene is one of the ones that they highlight a lot. Okay. And the, <laughs> the the bloopers of that scene, I think, are so funny. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, super funny. Yeah. When you mentioned uh, Frank coming into the bar in the beginning of the episode and not remembering anything, and when the gang finally realizes that he's gone crazy, and they all just go, "He's finally lost it. Should we just toss him at home?" And like they all just like suddenly agree, automatically, like, it's the right thing to do. Like, like they've like, been yeah, waiting perfect. for this. Yeah. They've been waiting for this to happen, right? Uh, and actually, a fun fact is that at the start, when they are talking to each other before Frank comes in, they're actually talking about the plan that they did in Charlie work. Yes. Yes, the the contaminated steaks and the chickens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that uh, the first time I watched it. I only picked up on a, on, a, on the rewatch. That was a that was a little fun fact. I thought it was really cool. There's definitely like little bits and pieces that come back around in other episodes, and you really have to be like a big fan of the show to catch them. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I know. I know we're kind of bouncing around a lot, like with uh, different scenes and different characters. But what did you think of like the Charlie? the Charlie and Max storyline where they're, they're trying to get Charlie like on the right track as well. Like not sleep with an odd old man. <laughs> I, I actually really liked it. I really like where they go to the strip club. Yeah. And then Charlie goes, Oh, it's cause it's 2006 and you're still into women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love, I love Mac in that scene because he's like, just drop it, just drop it. Cause he doesn't even want to address it. Like he doesn't even want to dwell into this, this storyline. So I, yeah, I love Mac's reaction to that. I thought that was so funny. Definitely. And then when the, that, the ending there where they are interviewing for a potential new roommate and then Charlie asks them, you find the can of cat food. What do you do? And they get to Frank and then he goes, well, it depends how hungry or sleepy I am. Uh, Charlie's like, like well, oh, interesting, interesting. interesting. What do you yeah. mean by that? <laughs> and then Max, Matt goes, how is that interesting? And Frank goes, depends if I was hungry, I would eat the cat food. And if you're sleepy, then I eat the cat food. And what scenario don't you eat the cat food? None. 
<laughs> in what scenario do you not eat the cat food? That's that's so good. Always eat the cat food is what Always, the lesson yeah. we've learned. Um, because you mentioned that scene where they're looking for new roommates, I have to give a shout out to the best cameo of the episode. Is Edgar the uh seemingly like very distraught angry guy that they're interviewing mm-hmm. they interview like i think his name is trevor or something he's like the jazz guy and that edgar something is like, like that, the, yeah. yeah and edgar edgar had one of the, my favorite quotes as well in the episode and he says i don't do nothing with it don't touch my shit i don't touch your shit and then max <laughs> like yep so yeah he just doesn't touch your shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know very very simple but i thought edgar was so effective I'd, I'd actually love to see him in another episode like maybe he knows cricket or something <laughs> oh man oh man that'd be so funny Like you said, it's so simple, but it's so good. And sometimes they just pick up on like the simplest little things. And then, like you said, the delivery, it just, the delivery makes it or breaks it. Yeah. And 99% of the time, the way just any cast member on the show delivers their lines just makes it way funnier than ever. Yeah. Like we, we talk about that episode where it's the reunion and the way Frank says, thank you, Tim, like such a simple line, (laughs) but the way it's delivered just like we i can cry laughing about just that one like three words it's so yeah it's so simple right and yeah i think edgar really really got that in this one yep definitely because uh, we've been speaking about it i love i love the the charlie storyline throughout where he genuinely thinks that they've been transported to 2006 that he hasn't <laughs> has a concussion and he's remembering things wrong the window's a portal the window's a portal exactly and he thinks if he throws the waitress out that she'll like they could have all this time back. Uh, I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really far, fun and smart way to keep the storyline going and really accentuates Charlie's stupidness. Yep. Uh, but I also thought it was kind of interesting because I've been noticing this a lot and this is, this is sort of the ones that are reversed on this, but there are some episodes where Charlie's the dumb one and then some episodes where Mac is the dumb one. And I think that's interesting that they trying to trade places sometimes like that like this is clearly a, like a charlie's like like he's playing the stupid character where mac is actually a, a smart one trying to like get everyone on track but there's been other episodes that mac is like the stupid one and charlie has to be the voice of reason i, th- I think that's interesting that they trade off like that because no For other sure. character no other character trades off like that right it's just mac and charlie do so i love their I love their connectivity in this episode. I think they're really funny together. Definitely. You can't have too much dumb. No, oh, agreed. I definitely agree. Yeah, because, yeah, if, if both Charlie and Mac are kind of playing the stupid character, it's like, okay, this is, this is kind of going nowhere, and there's no, like, there's no charisma between the two if they're playing the same person. Right, definitely. And to bring it back to Roots, just the, the scene of Frank falling out the window. Yeah. The yeah. way Frank runs off... <laughs> again all about delivery it's just like it's like a short fat old ball man yeah this is like wobbling away with like a concussion it's just i don't know what it is about him but man like that scene is just so good to me <laughs> what's charlie making he's like he's making him a run oh, it's ham. the grilled charlie but frank wants a slice yeah 
if the grill Charlie, but Frank wants a slice of the rum ham, and that's yeah. what's causing his stomach to be upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can never remember what's in a grilled Charlie. I remember like the scene it's he's doing. It's peanut butter. It's like a grilled cheese, but with peanut butter and chocolate, basically. I gotcha. Okay. But it's so weird. Like you put the peanut butter on the outside, chocolate on the inside, right. cheese on the outside. It's like the, the construction of the sandwich is very bizarre. There's actually a, a YouTube channel called Binging with Babish. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. It's this guy that recreates food from like movies and television. Okay. So there's an It's Always Sunny episode that he dedicated like an entire episode of his series to Always Sunny. And he creates the rum ham. He does the milk steak. And he actually does the grilled Charlie. In that, and that's how I know. <laughs> and in that, does he, does he make them look like what they look like in the show? So at first, he'll do it exactly how it's meant to be okay and if it's really bad he'll make it good <laughs> okay <laughs> I, would, I, I have to watch that i would love to see how he does the rum ham with like the he pineapple. literally just soaks a, a big piece of ham in rum he doesn't really like add to it and he obviously realizes it's completely disgusting and then he makes like an elevated version where he like uh sautés pineapples with rum and then like tosses the ham with it and makes it more fancy but at first he literally just lets a giant piece of ham sit in a bowl of rum that's amazing that's uh, i i have to watch that i've never seen that before so i would love to uh see how i'll, I'll send it over please do but yeah that's, that's how i know what a grilled charlie is <laughs> there you go yeah yeah i always forget what's in it there seems like there's a lot of things but yeah i think you i think you nailed it yeah um i, lo- I love i love talking about like the mac and charlie relationship here too because Max seems very irritable in this episode. Like he gets angry very fast, uh, <laughs> especially in the scene where they're initially talking about, you know, pretending it's back in time and them trying to get Frank's money back. Right. And Charlie's like, yeah, they got transported and stuff. And Mac, Mac is like, he's not getting it. He's not getting it. <laughs> and, another right. and then in the same scene they're all singing the Wyclef so- the, the yep. Wyclef John song <laughs> and Charlie doesn't know it Charlie does like June and July August. <laughs> and then Mac, Mac again gets really mad he's like he doesn't know the song you don't know the song <laughs> I, lo- I love I love Max just his rage at Charlie yep. during this episode is, is, is so funny that's definitely a good point you bring up and just in general I love it when the gang all sings together there's something about yeah, it I know they always pick such a strange collection of songs to sing. Totally, yeah. But for some reason, when they all sing together, they make it good. And it's enjoyable. Like, it's fun. And it's just something that, for me, like, really stands out in the episodes when they do that. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a are you a Wyclef Jean fan? Do you know any of his songs? Honestly, I can't say I do. I know who he is. <laughs> I know I've who he is, I've probably heard too. a couple of his songs, but... Yeah, I can't, uh... can't, can't name his discography off the back of my head yet. <laughs> Neither can I. I'm actually a big, I'm a big Fuji's fan, which is like his rap group okay. that he was in yeah. before then with, with uh, Miss Lauren Hill, right? Yeah, yeah, huge fan of them. But I never really got into Wyclef Jean, his solo stuff. I actually, I honestly more know him from his Haiti situation, where he did <laughs> yeah. try to steal a bunch of money for a world crisis. So, uh, not a great look for Wyclef Jean there. <laughs> now, now that you mentioned that, it's kind of cool that they used that song. And him specifically, after they talk about the Haiti crisis to Frank. I know. Yeah, it's all connected, right? Yeah. (laughs) One of the things we actually haven't talked about too much is when they're at the so-called welfare store. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that scene is really funny. Uh, and a, a fun fact about that one is that it's the same lady from the first time they go yep. to the welfare store, let's call it. Yep. Uh, I didn't know that either. I, t- I had to search that up. I thought that was a really interesting kind of tie in there. What, what, I, what I really like about that is obviously it's hilarious, but they, they really do a good job at showing how hard it was to get welfare under the Bush administration and how much easier it was to get it under Obamacare. Yeah, he's like, oh, he just gives us the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, like, as much as, like, they're goofing around and getting crack involved and, you know, it's, they're a bit controversial subjects, they really take time and they take the liberty to show, hey, like, <laughs> the way our government and democracy is functioning is obviously reflecting on the way we act as people, too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for those people listening, uh, Serge and I are both Canadian, so uh, the American <laughs> political system is a little bit foreign to us, but I think we get the gist based off of this, uh, this little bit of commentary in this episode. So yeah, I thought, I thought that scene was great. One of the funniest parts was when D tells Dennis to write faster and <laughs> Dennis like clenches his jaw and puts it outwards. And he says, I'm writing as fast as I can. And that little subtlety, I, I, I'm going to talk about Dennis a lot throughout this podcast. I think what he does is so great. I think it's, I think it's so funny how he captures his anger, but like, he's not vocal about it. He's just, yep. he's just, just containing his anger through his face. Yep. Oh man, Glenn, Glenn Howard kills that. He killed Amazing. That. Speaking of the presidency, obviously, George Bush is mentioned at the beginning of the episode when they kind of Chris Frank to find out what year he thinks it is. Oh, right, right. And they right. ask him, who do you think the president is? George Bush. No, I'm kidding. It's Dick Cheney. <laughs> he's running the show. <laughs> he's like, he's the one pulling the strings or something. Yeah. <laughs> classic, like, classic Frank, like being anti-politics, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I you know, I didn't. I didn't really know a lot about Dick Cheney until I watched that movie uh, Vice. Did you ever watch that same, one? Same, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were probably really young when that was going on. So, I mean, I didn't really give a shit about politics at the time. But yeah, great movie. Uh, Christian Bale is awesome in that. He really is. I also love that director because he did the big short as well. Yep. Which I love. I've seen it. I actually just rewatched it recently. It's on Netflix and um, awesome movie. Awesome, awesome movie. Awesome. So we've covered our favorite scenes, our favorite quotes. Now, Dan, favorite character we have. So who are you giving it to? Um, man, it's, for me, it's an easy one. I think, I think you nailed it when you said Frank is definitely the, the main character of the show. But in my opinion, Dennis steals this show. <laughs> Dennis, uh, uh, I think, the, yeah, the way Dennis delivers his, his the way De- Dennis delivers his lines, the way Dennis portrays the crackhead the way he is so like maniacal and trying to get the money back uh his relationship with D how like fully fledged it is in this in this uh in this episode I think it's so good yeah for for me for me it's got it's got to be Dennis although this is one of the this is one of the ones where I actually thought it was it was actually pretty close with all all five main cast I thought all of them had a lot to contribute but funny enough, actually, I thought Frank was the least funny in this episode because I think he had to be the straight man. I think he had to yep. be the, the kind of like the normal thing that all the insanity kind of circles around. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it to Dennis. I'm gonna, I, I think Dennis is my favorite. 
I will say the same for me. Dennis is my favorite character of so he just takes it to a whole different level, you know. Yeah, he the definitely does. Trying to, you know, trying to get real. Yeah. <laughs> trying to convince <laughs> trying to convince Frank that he invented that the the the, the, cell, the phone cell phone that he has. Yeah. You know, oh man, how how cringeworthy and embarrassing is it when they're at the lawyer's uh, Oh my god. Or sorry, like the the financial person's yep. office. And Frank's like, oh, show him the phone, show him the phone. <laughs> well, you know, well, this is a great invention. And then they're like, oh, God, we're going to oh, yeah. have to pull And they actually pull it out. But yeah, uh, you, you really hit the nail on the head by saying every character has an, an amazing amount of contribution to this episode. Like, this episode couldn't have been what it is without any of them. Frank being the least funniest, I agree, because the insanity kind of revolves around him. And the insanity, it's funny because the insanity kind of reels him back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of his flashbacks are, are scenes that he like, he's like, Oh shit. I am actually an insane person too. Yep. But uh, at the end of the day, everybody really plays an amazing part. Everybody is really insane and they're insane or delusional in their own way. <laughs> Definitely delusional. Definitely delusional. But Dennis really just takes the cake, you know, especially because, you know, he, he was in our favorite scenes and he was our favorite quote. So, I think we can successfully give it to Dennis for this episode. <laughs> One of the funniest parts, actually, I, I'm just kind of remembering this now as we're talking about it, is when Frank brings the strippers back to the, the Charlie's apartment <laughs> and, and he's like, got any booze? And Charlie's like, under the pillow. Like, it's like a normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> he finds the knife. He's like, what's this? He's like, oh, that's your toe. I mean, my toe knife. <laughs> you use this? to get gunk out of your toe and then he gets the flashback i <laughs> yep. think that's that's so good uh, yeah it's like you got any moves under the pillow it's like so seamless <laughs> one of the funniest things about that about charlie's apartment charlie and frank's apartment i should say in this episode why do they have the fire escape off like they mentioned like the fire escape's not on what? Oh man, good question. Why in the world would they have had that off and how do they take that off like how did frank fall onto the ground from like what four or five I can't remember, up. but like knowing the building Charlie lives in, it's already like broken down to yeah, pieces. Cats <laughs> coming and going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, cat food, you gotta eat it because there's gonna be a hundred cats outside your apartment every night and you need it to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, another another really funny scene I thought was how do they get access to the donkey brain diploma? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> how do they get access? How did Dean Dennis find that? Like I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, yeah, do they have that, that in the something, bar? Yeah, isn't that something that uh, Frank keeps in his wallet? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you. Yeah, you might be right about that. I, I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, wait, how do they? How do they get this so fast? That was that was really funny. And in the same scene, at the end of the scene, when Dee and Dennis are, are going to get the money from Frank, and Charlie and Mac are, are left there. And they're still looking for a roommate. And Mac, like, I'm gonna, I know there's a podcast. So I'm going to have to like use my. I'm going to have to describe my hand gestures. But yeah, they they put their hand out and they point to someone. And then Charlie's like, "Oh, come on, man! Don't do don't do that!" Like, what? What? He's like, "What about this guy? Don't come on! Don't do that!" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I find that funny, but I thought that scene was really good. Definitely, it's funny how we keep saying another funny scene, but we pretty much described every scene in the episode. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a funny episode, right? Like like I think we mentioned it earlier. Like we obviously have our favorite scene, uh, but there's so much to cover in this episode, and I think 
I think I think there's there's always going to be things like that where there's like, you know, obviously like everyone has like their go tos, but this is like something that just gets added on, and um, yeah, there's there's so many funny scenes. Uh, something I noticed about the apartment too is the blue guitar. Yep, I've seen it in a few other episodes, but I don't think they I don't think they've ever used that. I don't same think with so that, either. Same with that dartboard. There's like always a dartboard in the <laughs> yeah. back. What the hell is that there for? <laughs> hey, decor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they. Uh, maybe they just uh, they use that all the time. All right. So before we go any further, let's just do a little recap here. My favorite scene was the one where Dennis and Dee get real. Your favorite scene is when Dennis D and Frank are Guginos. Absolutely. Yes. We both have the same favorite quote where Dennis says why bald man can't enjoy skins. <laughs> and our favorite character is also the same. It's both Dennis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So overall, what are your final thoughts on this episode, Dan? I think, I think it's a, I think it's a great episode. Season 11 is, is one of my favorite seasons, actually. I think they really, they really nailed this era of their show. I thought, like, season 9 to 11, I thought, although, like, all their seasons are great, they're one of the most consistent shows I've watched, I think there's a definite peak in quality and humor in sort of this era of Sunny. I think, yeah, I, I, I love this, this episode. Um, I, I, as a, from a rating standpoint, I'll, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Eight out of ten, solid. Yeah, yep. yeah. I uh, like you said, uh, definitely a very funny episode. It's not a standout for me, as I mentioned earlier, um, just in the sense because the series has so many great episodes to offer that it kind of gets hard at one point to you know pick a top five or pick a top ten. This wouldn't necessarily be in my top five or top ten, but the, regardless, it's an amazing episode. It really does a good job of tying in the flashback from season two and tying in that whole story and kind of reliving some moments and just showing where the gang has been and where the gang is now and where the gang is going. I think that the episode does a really good job of tying all that together. Yeah. But because there was just a bit of a lack of a standout quality to me, I'm just going to give it a seven out of 10, still a solid episode in my opinion, not hating on it. But yeah. <laughs> it's not, it wouldn't be the first episode that I recommend to somebody. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I, I think it's a really funny episode, but it wouldn't be something like, I'm like, you have to watch this episode. Uh, where there are other episodes in the series where I'm like, if you don't watch this, you're, oh, you're a lunatic, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But like you said, season 11 is definitely a very strong one. And just in general, the, the series just gets better and better as they go. Yeah, uh, they're always just getting so creative, finding so many new and innovative ideas and jokes to run, and we still can't believe how one they come up with this stuff, but two how they just keep coming up with it. Yeah, I thought I think you actually made an interesting point when you were talking about your uh, your review of the episode. I thought I thought it's interesting that they they're using a lot of the same jokes they've done before. Like they're they're obviously this is a, a little bit of a flashback episode, but they're making it fresh. Like in season two, they weren't really playing the Dennis is a psychopath card, mm-hmm. but now in season 11, like they're really pushing that. And it's, it's interesting to see 
the new versions of these characters play the same roles, right? I think that was like the most interesting part of this this episode. Definitely. I, I, I thought that's what really made it a super cool uh, episode to watch. And because they're spaced out so far in between, there's 10 years between that initial episode and this one. So much happens between that. When you do watch this episode, your first initial thought isn't, oh, they're just ripping off an old episode. They didn't do a good job. Like, I didn't think of it that way at all. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's per- you said it perfectly where you're watching these evolved characters relive those times and how they're going to deal with it now. And honestly, I think the writers, the everybody involved in the show did an amazing job putting this one together. Yeah. And I love kind of seeing them fail again because – I thought we mentioned it like we're, we're kind of rooting for them to like, oh, maybe they will change their lives. But in the back of your head, you know they're not. Like you, you know that they're gonna yep. fuck the, they're gonna fuck this up somehow. And uh, they did, right? And if if they didn't fail, then you know the the series wouldn't go on the same. Oh no! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think you're. I don't think people are in this show to see people succeed. It's not, it's not like a real feel good show. Uh, this is, I don't know, this is um, a debacle. This is a just complete craziness. These are five of the most terrible people to ever exist. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. Neither would I. Uh, I thought it was actually really interesting how they show, they really show Frank's wealth here. Yeah. Because they... Yeah, how much was they, that check at the end? It was $8 million. Jesus. So he's willing to give $8 million to his kids. Uh, which means he probably still has enough to live on his own oh yeah that's a fraction of his wealth right so it's sometimes you think of like because they do so many crazy things on this show you're like man how many how much money does do these people have (laughs) and this kind of shows like a little bit of a glimpse into that that like here's here's where wealth or sorry frank's wealth kind of stands i thought it was cool that they showed that uh because it does kind of give a glimpse into like how rich this dude really is that he's just going to give $8 $8 million to his crackhead kids. <laughs> and yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> crackhead kids, good one. You've always, you've always said it best where Frank's the money man. You know, without him, he's not there to fund the schemes. And if he's not there, then if he can't fund the schemes, then the schemes won't happen and essentially the show can't happen. So it, you made a really good point where you really do get a good glimpse of how much money this man has, yeah. which means, you know, he can fun schemes till the end of his days <laughs> exactly yeah he can he can fund dennis and d inventing a cell phone <laughs> <laughs> it's so good oh man it's all so right good i think we should wrap it up yeah yeah this is, we covered uh, all our bases this is yeah this is a fun episode to talk about i can't uh i can't wait till uh till we do it again and uh it, it's, it's gonna be fun doing the the initial one where frank first gets into the gang right yes the, the one from season two because um, we kind of took a, a bit of a bit of a deeper dive into this one it's gonna be really fun going back to the initial one where all this stuff happens for the first time and having this uh this perspective on it now right definitely the first one is for sure more of a crack based program <laughs> definitely i think the episode i think the episode is called uh oh the episode is dennis and d go on welfare that's the one yes that is so yeah the, that first one is definitely like i said more based on crack this one is more based on them trying to change their lives more based on crack <laughs> i love it 
I think that's the oh, perfect right. way to end it right there. <laughs> I definitely think so. All right, man.